0: Back to school season is a time of year that people get reoriented. That's most obvious, of course, to students and teachers and other educators as new school years begin. Many of you have probably already attended an orientation day of some kind at your school. As we begin a new church year at Parkview, we mark milestones for children and youth moving into a new grade level. And a new worship year starts in about two weeks. A new congregational council is forming. A new congregational chair and other roles are just beginning. A brand new nurture team is being put into place. Many are getting oriented to something new in this church. But you know, it's important for the spiritual lives and practices of all of us to regularly get reoriented in faith, in community, and in covenant with each other and with God. Now, our tradition is not as intentional and focused in our orientation practices, perhaps, as compared to some other traditions. The Deuteronomy text that we read this morning is the primary orientation text and has been for thousands of years for the Jewish people. In the time of Moses, the Israelites needed orientation for a very specific reason. They were at risk of losing themselves in new surroundings. As the children of Israel were entering into the promised land, God's main concern for them, and therefore Moses' main concern, was that they not get lost in the land of milk and honey. Which is ironic when you think about it. During 40 years of wandering around in a desolate wilderness, God was not terribly worried about them getting lost. It was only after they settled in the promised land and started raising crops, building houses, driving in stakes, putting in markers and signs that God started worrying about them getting lost. So let's see how God addressed that worry in Deuteronomy 6. It's in your bulletin, but if you have your Bible, even better to look at it there because then you'll see that this short passage that was read this morning is part of a much longer speech, a speech that takes up almost all of Deuteronomy. It's a speech that Moses gave to Israel, his final instructions before his death, before they crossed the Jordan River into the Promised Land. But let's start with the second part of today's reading, beginning in verse 10 of Deuteronomy 6. Here, God and Moses explicitly state their worry. For the last 40 years, the Israelites, as I said, roamed the wilderness, living in tents, scavenging for food, depending utterly and completely on God for survival, and now things would change drastically. So Moses said, and I'll paraphrase, now look and listen, people, until now you've depended on God for everything you need, quail, manna, water, one day at a time, soon you'll be swimming in milk and honey. You will live in cities you didn't build, in houses full of stuff you didn't buy. You'll get water from wells you didn't dig, wine from vineyards you didn't prune, olives from groves you didn't plant. Then he said, so when you kick back, your stomach's full, your feet propped up, don't forget where you came from. Whenever you start thinking that you can handle life, new gods will tempt you. Remember the God you depended on and owe everything to. Remember Yahweh who brought you out of slavery in Egypt and fed you in the desert. There is only one God, who loves you and delivers you and calls you my people. Only one. That is the context for the most famous verses in the Hebrew Bible, Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. These are the heart of this passage, the heart of Hebrew scriptures, and the heart of the Jewish faith to this day shema israel hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might there it is keep those words recite them to your children Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you go to bed at night and when you get up in the morning. Tie them onto your hand and onto your forehead. Write them on your doorposts and on your gates. That's pretty serious. It's safe to say that all Jewish adults and children today from Orthodox to liberal and probably even secular Jews, have Deuteronomy 6, 4 memorized in Hebrew. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. We Christians have, I think, few scriptures that come that close in terms of wide recognition there's a few but nothing quite like the shema for jews most christian adults and children if they have any bible knowledge at all probably know the phrase from john 3:16, for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son or they could recognize and recite at least some of the lord's prayer in matthew 6 But I think there's a big difference between the way practicing Jews live with the Shema and the way practicing Christians live with our important phrases of faith. For the Jews, the Shema is part of daily life. Many of them repeat it every day. Some of the more devout do so many times a day. The Jewish people as a community fully immerse themselves in these words to the point that they are no longer merely words. They are a spiritual home base. They keep the Jewish people from getting lost, just as Moses hoped. Many of them do as Moses said. They teach the words to their children at night and in the morning. They tie them onto their hands and foreheads in little leather boxes called tefillin. They place them on door frames and gate posts inside tiny mezuzahs that they touch or kiss as they walk by. These words have become deeply ritualized and repeated often true the practice might become rote they do it by pure muscle memory without even thinking but i'll bet you anything having these words the lord our god the lord is one so deeply embedded in their subconscious conscious that when the time comes for active thought and contemplation, these words have profound power to shape their thinking and their actions. And we mustn't forget that these words were the spiritual home base for Jesus. Like other Jews, he gravitated to these verses in Deuteronomy And when he was asked what the greatest commandment was, he went right to that text. No hesitation. He was formed by that text. Now, I think we, too, should have words and phrases of faith orientation that are so often repeated that they can become a spiritual home base for us too, embedded in our subconscious until we have need to make them rise to the surface and, and shape our conscious thought in all their power. For me, the Lord's Prayer has become that kind of thing. I repeat it privately, almost daily, if not daily, and we recite it every Tuesday morning as staff in our morning prayers, and we sing it every Sunday here in worship. When I'm alone, I even let my body participate in the prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now there's nothing at all magical or mystical about this little ritual of mine. It's just a choice that I made one time to take some words that Jesus taught us and do more than just use my brain to say them once in a while but rather to repeat them often and pray them with my body as well it embeds them I think more deeply in me so that when I run out of words to pray I still have these at the ready with very little effort these words for me become a prayer of orientation they keep me from getting lost in my land of milk and honey they help me remember who I am and where I came from and on whom I depend every day I think no matter who we are students Teachers, pastors, laborers, merchants, retirees, we all need to periodically get reoriented. So let's make this our orientation day. Live life on purpose, know what grounds you, and keep returning to that. Perhaps you too will find these Hebrew words of the Shema meaningful to you and grounding for you, or the words of Jesus when he quoted the Shema and added, love your neighbor as yourself, or perhaps the Lord's Prayer could become that to you. I made up bookmarks a while ago, and I just reprinted a bunch of them this week. On one side is the Shema in Hebrew, and the words of Jesus where he quoted it, and on the other side is the Lord's Prayer. And I have them on stacks on the round tables at the exit doors today, so feel free to pick one up as you leave if you'd like one. And put it somewhere where you'll see it often. Be intentional about reciting it in whatever way works best for you. And I would suggest do it at least daily uh, as you see it and are reminded of it. You may be surprised at the power of these words to orient you. As our confession now, let's sing Voices Together 388. Now, this song is likely inspired, at least in part, by Jesus' words where he quoted the Shema and then quickly added some other words from the Torah. Love the Lord your God with everything in you and love your neighbor as yourself. You can't have one without the other. Let's sing together.